Welcome to Bruins Horse. This is Ed. This is Kevin. And we are here after a huge, huge, huge win over UW, which uh, I will say I was very surprised to actually see happen. But um, I'm not not mad about it. It was a it was an excellent game. Yeah, we got to give credit where credit is due today. And uh, UCLA, I, I I don't think it's really close, uh, but some might disagree with that. It's the best win I think so far of the Chip Kelly era, and you know, hundred percent. And Washington, whatever you want to say about them, you know, maybe they're not a top twenty team or, or whatever, just but they're I think they're going to be a solid team. Um, I, I think that passing game is going to go a long way in this conference, and I think they're going to end up with a pretty solid record. And UCLA, pretty much, up until about the five six minute mark of the fourth quarter when they went into like prevent defense and kill the clock mode, just dominated the game. Let's just say for what it is. They dominated the game on both sides of the ball. They won the line of scrimmage. And they had a quarterback that looked like one of the top quarterbacks in the entire country in the conversation with the likes of, you know, the guy in, in, in the other side of L.A. and, you know, the, the Bryce Youngs and C.J. Strouds of the world. I mean, he was all world. He just he, he hit on every read. And a running back who can just change the game. And I think we found some other guys as well uh, that, that are game changers for us. Uh, you got to give credit where credit is due today. I think Chip Kelly deserves a lot of credit. That was the Chip Kelly offense we've been waiting for. Uh, and we've been pretty good on offense, but that was the ruthless, uh, just machine-like offense that we were waiting for. And, and still left some points on the field, really, if we think about it. Uh, that first half... We left points on the field, yeah. Uh, due to due to some very aggressive decisions, like very aggressive decisions, which I, I, I'm not mad about. Right, and and you got to give him credit. I think we we came into this game and this entire season with questions about our offensive line. Um, I'm, I'm going to say it again. You just you got to give credit where credit is due. Our offensive line right now is is playing like an elite unit, uh, and and just just some stats to back it up. Uh, we're we're 12th in the nation in sacks allowed. We are first in the nation in, you know, tackles for a loss allowed, right? We've only allowed 14 tackles for a loss. And we're running the ball really effectively. Uh, I mean, you've you got to give credit uh, today to Chip Kelly and this team. And I think now we've seen that the ceiling, especially of this offense, is really high. Because Washington, that, that defense I don't think is a complete joke, especially that defensive line. Uh, the secondary struggles, and I think will struggle throughout the year. But... We've seen now what this offense can be, and uh, we you know we got a big challenge this week. But you know, let's let's start with this game, and you know, credit to UCLA. Oh, absolutely. I I do think that the the OL this game. I I haven't seen them play this well, especially in pass protection all season. There were some plays I were just watching the game where DTR literally just stood in one spot because he had so much time, and just you could see him scanning the field, standing upright, and just making that accurate throw, and it was a joy to watch that um, because of the pass protection actually coming through, so I was pretty pretty happy uh, to see that, um, and then I think, you know, when you, you mentioned some of the other weapons emerging, but uh, let's, let's call out Jake Bobo by name here, because yes. the kid had an incredible game. Um, it's been a long time, I think, since UCLA's had a legit outside receiver that 
um, is big, tall, and fast enough to be able to go up and fifth on fifty-fifty balls and and get them. But Jake Bobo kind of does it all. He goes over the middle. He's on the outside. Like it's been a while since we've had a guy that's a complete receiver. Um, I would say since maybe Jordan Lasley's last year. Um, but he he just dominated. Uh, that Washington defense from top to bottom. Uh, uh, it's it's nice to have a legit guy there ready to kind of step up and, and play. Uh, and then the supporting cast also, I, I do want to give credit to some of those receivers. Um, you know, Cam Brown, uh, transfer from A&M, has been very good. Uh, Hudson Habermel came up with a, a couple of big catches, especially down the stretch um, from the tight end position. So, you know, we have, I think one of the fears that we had when uh, Kyle Phillips left was this receiving core being depleted. But, you know, we, and not only Phillips, but Dulcich as well, but we've we've proven, I think at this point, that this receiving core, wide receivers and tight ends, um, is as good, if not better, um, than when we had Phillips around. So, uh I was happy to see these guys kind of put it all together. And you're right, this was the culmination of all of the offensive work being put in over the last couple of years, finally manifesting itself into this incredible-looking offense. Yeah. Jumping to the defense. Sorry, go ahead. Well, before we jump to the defense, I, I just want to do one more <laughs> round here on, on DTR because he deserves it. He really does. I mean, think about yes. the journey that this, guy has, that this kid's been on. Right from as a fifth-year player now, where he started, to where he is today, he's I think third in the country in completion percentage right now. I mean, when he drops back, it's a good decision after good decision after good decision. He's the machine behind our offense right now, and Jake Bobo is absolutely amazing. We got some great weapons around us. Zach Charbonnet is absolutely great, but DTR, the level he's playing at, if he continues this, and and it's a really hard bar to set now because he said it for himself. Right, like he, he's he's earned the right to set that incredibly high bar. He keeps this up. There's no limits. Legit really Heisman you, candidate. Yeah, yeah. There's no limits to what UCLA can achieve this year if he can keep this up and we can stay healthy around him. Like there really is no limit. Um, you know, it's 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 what's so great about college football. DTR really from where he started to where he's come. Uh, it, it's 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 really fun to watch, and I, and I hope it, it continues for him. He he has become a true true in the truest of senses dual threat quarterback and we haven't had one uh, to his level uh since probably brett hundley and i would say he's even more electric in the field when he takes off than brett hundley ever was and i love brett hundley no knock against him he was it was a different type of of runner but he is truly the the uh, dual threat quarterback now from passing to running and everything you're right is a smart decision um, and he's, and not only that, he's doing it with some flair now. Um, you know, the hurdles, the like juke moves, you know, embarrassing defenders. It's been, it's been a joy to watch. I will say not crazy when he hurdles players. It's always like a slightly scary moment. Um, I definitely Very scary. don't, don't want him to get hurt doing that, but he's done it successfully a couple of times now since going back to the SC game last season. So, uh, I, I, I am, I'm the first one to admit I was not always a biggest fan of DTR, but I have thoroughly enjoyed his redemption, uh, arc from a player perspective, you know, 
developing each year and, and you know, becoming the, the player he is today because he absolutely is playing as one of the best quarterbacks in the country um, up there with, with the best of the best right now. So there's, there's no doubt about that. Um, and he did it against a, a pretty good Washington defense. So, you know, credit credit to him. You're right. We, we can't talk enough about him we, this game. We can't. Now, it's, the UCLA offense right now is eighth in the country. But we did say before the year, and you were going here, uh, we needed to see some improvement from this defense. Uh, you know, And we have a little bit. I, I think we have. A little bit. I think we have. And, again, uh, you know, this is a credit where it's due to the coaching staff. I think we've realized that the secondary kind of is where it is right now. And the way that we're going to have to scheme on defense is we can't give up big plays. We're going to have to make teams march 12, 13, 14 plays down the road. And that's exactly what we did this game. And in doing so, we're going to have to let some pass rushers loose and get some pressure on the quarterback and get you behind the chains. And all the way through about the five, six-minute mark of this game, I would say that is exactly what happened. And, and Michael Penix Jr., he ended up throwing for 345 and, and four touchdowns, but a lot of that came late in the game when we went into prevent mode. And we didn't get a whole lot of sacks, but the pressure was on him, and that's what forced some of these like errant throws and sped up the clock a little bit. Uh, the pass rush was getting near, and it wasn't getting there. It wasn't getting pressure with a whole lot of blitzing either, in, in, in my view. Uh, there was a lot of three-man rushes, four-man rushes, where we isolated pass rushers on other guys, and we were able to get close to home. Um, I thought... The Murphys were great. We we have to really give it up to Leatu Latu. Uh, He's been a one man wrecking crew for parts of this season. He's second in the nation in sacks, so this is going to become a household name real real soon, folks. Like he's he's got six sacks. If for he the year. keeps this up, absolutely six sacks for the year, and, and and we're going to see someone going pro at the end of the year the way this is going right now. So you know, six sacks for the year. It's in, it's it's especially incredible considering how his whole story now too like. Go, coming from Washington, transferring from Washington because he had medically retired there and wasn't cleared to play it, and now coming here, getting healthy enough to get medically cleared, and now becoming one of the best pass rushers in the country. Like, it's, it's again, I think the, to your earlier point, like, this is college football. Like, you have all these incredible stories of these kids, like, overcoming these things to to get a shot at the pros. And I, I, I only hope that he keeps this up, not only for UCLA's sake, but for his own sake. I mean, he's going to make himself some money if he keeps destroying uh, other quarterbacks. Yeah, and, and the defensive tackles I thought were better in this game too, uh, between Sykes, uh, Magna, J- even Jay Toya played some and made some impact. And again, those edge rushers right now, that's I think is going to have to continue to be the heart of our defense. We're going to have to sit back because again the secondary they are giving up some big plays here uh but what they aren't doing is is you know really giving up those 40 50 yard backbreakers right now so the pass rush i think that's going to have to carry our defense the linebackers they've been in good positions thus far uh and you know john john bonds i think he's he's ascended to becoming one of the leaders out there that's very instinctual uh is always in the right place it's going to have to continue obviously this week but you know I don't want people to look at those last six minutes and just take away what was an overall very good game, I think, for this defense overall. And and I think it was largely due to some of that game planning, especially considering like this defensive line right now is pretty depleted. We have a lot of injured guys. 
Um, obviously losing Andrus for the season. Um, there's a couple of other injuries along that position, but it, it the the way we we game planned to get pressure on the quarterback, I think, uh, was perfect. And to your point, we didn't always get hit home, but we were always impacting throws, um, which gave the secondary a chance. I do think though that we can be a little bit more aggressive in the in the secondary. I, I don't know what that'll look like. Maybe we start giving up those 50, 60 yard plays. But just the, the, the pressure, the lack of pressure on the, the secondary and the corners is frustrating, even in prevent mode. I do think we went into prevent a little early, yeah. but um, I would like to see it be slightly more aggressive um, from a secondary perspective, just to you know, at least knock some guys on the off the line a little bit. Um, yeah, I've never been a, it, I've ever been a fan of the whole prevent and then run the four minute six minute offense thing because uh, it just seems to always be the formula to let the other team in the game. Uh, but but hey, that's just me. Uh, you know, we'll we'll have to see what they do. But uh, this coming week, I think, is another test, and, and I guess we could start to slowly shift our attention uh, to Utah here. But. Uh, Teams that use a lot of motion, have a lot of fast receivers. We're going to play a couple of them now. We're going to play Utah, we're going to play Oregon, and then obviously the, the big one at the end of the year against SC. Uh, those are going to be teams that, you know, if we are pressing up, they can get behind us. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, our, our defensive schemes are going to be going down the stretch here because we're going to play some teams now that are going to have athletes that can get behind us. At the same time, like you said, we can't just surrender five, six yards every time. Uh, we, we're going to have to find some formula there, especially on those third and shorts, second and shorts, uh, to not just give up the first down and move on to the next to the next set of downs there. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how we adjust against some better teams, and we have a pretty pretty brutal slate coming up right now. Um, you know, with obviously Utah coming to town Saturday, but then Oregon also coming up soon. Uh, on the road, so it's it's going to be a tough road ahead. Um, but do you, anything anything else about UW before we we move on? Uh, yeah, I'll just say one last thing, and we we've taken the piss out of them quite a bit over these last couple years, and 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 deservedly so, I'd say. But but Chip Kelly, I think, deserves credit for this game. Uh, there's a lot of recognition, I think, of the personnel that we have. And the personal that's on the other side and how to kind of get around that. And I think early on in the game, you saw a lot of quick outs, a lot of runs, a lot of options to slow down the pass rush and really get them in a guessing game, test the eyes of the Washington defense and not just let them run run like a bullet. And then that built on toward through the game to where I think by the second and third quarter, we were just executing ruthlessly and just kind of doing what we wanted. Um, I think Chip Kelly deserves a lot of credit for that. And then again, you know, the defense – once again, recognizing kind of what the personnel is and what we're going to have to do to win. Now, is that sustainable? We're going to have to see. Uh, but, you know, we've we've criticized a lot, and in weeks like this, we got to we got a praise. So, you know, nice job, Chip. You've got, you've got opportunity now. I mean, this was one game, and you go and you beat Utah this week. I mean, I, I don't think it can be understated what that would do because anyone can win one game. But you go and beat Utah, who I think is a legit team, uh, they're the defending champs for a reason. They've been the class of the the conference for a number of years. Absolutely, now. like I, there's no doubt. But there's about no it. doubt. You can't deny it. And you know Utah's five and one, four and one. But that opening weekend, they basically had the game won until they threw the a tip ball went into the went to an interception. They ended up losing the game to Florida. Uh, but 
you win this game, you're going to win over a lot of people because that's when the floodgates open and this can really become a special season. If you, this, you got now, now Chip, you, you got some positive momentum going. We got to capitalize now because if you do that, I think we can start to get on the right path here. I totally agree. I, I the only thing that scares me is some of the the roster mismanagement and some of the potential injury risk. We've which we've already seen with the D line, but now with the O line too. We just had two transfers this uh, past couple of days where they're not starters, but you know they're depth guys, and that was already a thin position. So to lose two guys there now, it it does it does scare me a little bit going forward. Um, to not have any semblance of depth at the O-line as well as it's been playing. And I think that could really hold us back. Yeah, and uh, again, we, we will we will see, right? I mean, this is what winning does. Uh, you get a chance to turn over these narratives a bit. And I think there has been a deserved narrative about the depth of our team, you know, because of the way we've recruited and the fact that the results haven't been there on the field. Now you've actually gone, you've put together a string of wins here and culminated it with an actual win over a good team. So if you listen to Chip right now, you know, according to him, we got Bruno Fina, we got Jalen Jeffries also playing at backup tackle and, and playing well. Maybe that's why the other two are transferring. I don't know. But, you know, he what, what he's saying is that we got those two as backup tackles. We got Siali Tupaki, uh, who's also playing all right over there. So who hasn't really played though? He's been kind of MIA. No one knows why. No. So this is, we'll we'll see. I mean, I think we are still right to have some concern about that. But if he knows something we don't, and this turns out well, like he, he again, he has the chance now. Like we we he, ha, he has the chance to revert the opinion here and get everyone on the same page. Yeah, absolutely, and. You know, I don't think it'd be understating or overstating this, but I think this Utah game is the biggest game of his tenure here. Um, and let's talk about why. So, if we were to beat Utah again, like an unquestioned good team, right? I think some people will still have some questions about Washington at the end of this, but I think they're good. Utah has been the class of the Pac 12, they're ranked number 11 right now. Uh, we go and win this game, we're probably going to be approaching the top 10. We're going to be unbeaten. And the schedule is really going to open up. I mean, Oregon's a good team, um, but but why, why couldn't we go and, and beat Oregon if we could go and beat Washington and Utah? They're beatable. Weeks, right? So wh- why not? And then the three games after that uh, probably are the bottom of the Pac-12, right? Stanford, Arizona, minus Colorado. Colorado is just my bottom of everything, right? <laughs> uh, but They're the bottom of the country. But Stanford, Arizona State, Arizona – those are really winnable games, and that sets up that, that big one on November 19th for a spot in the Pac-12 title game, pretty much. So you win this game, it's all in front of you. And I mean Pac-12 contention. I mean college football playoff contention. Really, like that's that's what starts to open up if you win this game here and go, go to 6-0. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think we're in the driver's seat here for the conference. Um. So now, Utah, what do we got to do? I mean, Cameron Rising's very good. That defense is always very good. The Clark Phillips has been a beast on as a DB. Like the, Utah, I think, probably is one of the more complete teams 
in the Pac-12 and has been for a while. Um, but, you know, we get them at home. Take that for what you will. Home field advantage is still some, some semblance of an advantage. It's way better than going to Salt Lake. The Rose Bowl. Way better than going to Salt Lake. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. I do think that fans will show up. Um, you know, last week we had 40-something thousand. I think this week we'll be pushing 50,000, 60,000. Um, so that's, that'll be, there'll be fans there. Some of those will definitely be Utah fans, but I think it'll be a much better, uh, game day, uh, home, home field advantage. I know UCLA has been pushing the, the hell out of this game. Um, but, but at the end of the day, it's going to be those guys on the field. And I think Utah, Utah is, is going to be really tough for us. Um, how are you feeling about this? So we got to look at how would we beat a team like Utah? Because I think uh, what Utah, the typical Utah team, is very strong at the line of scrimmage. Uh, they're going to run the ball really effectively. And then they're going to use a lot of motion and a lot of different variations of formations and such to test the eye discipline of your defense to where they're going to bleed you for five yards, six yards, seven yards, and then all of a sudden they get a 30, 40-yard play. Um, and that's what we've seen happen to UCLA teams uh, against Utah. We've, we've lost, I think, what, five straight against them? Uh, five straight, yep, yeah. five straight. So we, we, that's what we've seen happen uh, against UCLA in the past. So I think to win the game, um, what, what is Utah doing right now? Well, our offensive line, we're running the ball well. And Utah, believe it or not, is – uh, and so far this year has been an average run defense. Uh, it's, it's kind of surprising to hear that. But Florida, they, they ran for 283 on them. And right now I think they're in the mid-40s, I think 47th ranked run defense right now in the country. They're giving up about 123 yards a game. We are going to have to run the ball once again. And this is going to once again have to be a 20-25 carry game, I think, from Zach Charbonnet. Because the flip side of this, uh, the secondary, I think, is where Utah is the strongest right now. And they have the ninth-rated pass defense in the country. Uh, they got some dudes in the secondary that are, that are going to be playing on Sunday. So we are going to have to run the ball. I think Chip Kelly, once again, is it's going to be crucial. It's going to be a lot on him to find ways to use the run, use play action, use motion to get some easy five, six-yard plays, and then use DTR at the end of that to put it on his shoulder and try to win you the game. Um, because the other side of the ball, I think Utah, uh, you know, they they pass it really well. They got a great quarterback, uh, obviously. And so far this year, surprisingly, you know, their rush their rush attack, they're going for 200 yards per game. Uh, but their pass, passing attack, despite having, you know, the experienced quarterback right now, they're 63rd. So they're going to want to run the ball first, and they're going to want to use motion. So we're going to have to find a way to not just bleed out five yards of carry uh, if we're going to want to to win this one. I think a lot of this game is going to come down to like who can control time of possession here because both teams, I think, want to run the ball here. Um, and if we can control the clock by running uh, Zach effectively and being able to like put long punishing drives down Utah's throw here. I think we can we can kind of control the pace of the game and be able to to win this. I I do think our our offense is going to this is the toughest test they they faced here obviously. Um you know, again, Clark Phillips is that dude. 
uh, he is very, very good. So we need to, you're right, the, the passing game needs to open up only once they try to key in on Zach. I think that's going to be the key here. Um, but I do think time of possession, if both teams are trying to run the ball, is going to be really important here. Time of possession is going to be huge. Coaching, I think, is going to be really huge. Kyle Whittingham, I think, is is one of the great coaches in America for the consistency he's had at, at Utah. Um, offensively, we're going to have to find a way to sustain drives, use the run game, use motion again, and, and, and keep drives alive. On defense, again, I think we just can't give up. And I think Utah's going to run the ball with some success. Uh, the quarterback's too good. I don't think we're going to be able to shut them down the entire game. But we can't let it be so easy that they can just line up, get a five-yard hitch, get a six-yard run, hand it off on a reverse, and get another seven yards. I mean, it can't just be, like, easy yards the entire time. We're going to have to find a way to shut down one thing and then use our pass rush and our pressure to get something on that quarterback to where maybe we can get him in some long yard situations and get him off the field. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, how are you feeling about our defense against their offense here overall? I, again, I don't think it's fair to expect the defense just the way that it's been for all these years. And then, you know, it, it did happen, right? Those last six minutes against Washington did happen, and we know that's in there. I don't think it's fair to expect that we're going to hold Utah to 17 points or 14 points. Now, can we hold them to, like, 28 or 30, right? Like, I think that's the sweet spot we're looking for. And the way you do that, I think, is, again, we're going to have to limit this to maybe three to four yards on first down. And then we're going to have to get some pressure on that quarterback because he's not a guy that's going to turn the ball over a whole lot. Uh, he's, he's too experienced. Uh, he's only got two interceptions on the year. But can you get him behind the chains and then force him into some third downs to where they're not they're moving the ball, but then they're kicking field goals and they're moving the ball to midfield, but then they got a punt. Uh, I think that's got to be the formula. Can we do it? I don't know. This is going to be the toughest test because Utah is very good. Uh, they are they are very good. Yeah, we need a big game from Latu and the Murphy twins um, and that interior DL to actually hold up against their running game. Um, this week, just getting pressure may not be enough. We're going to have to get home. So, yeah. you know, Latu, the Murphys, like, we're going to have to see maybe three, four sacks uh, in, in the game, maybe maybe a couple more than that. Uh, and then, again, uh, if we do that and we can get them behind the stakes here and there, I think we got a shot. It's, yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, there's no no doubt about it. But if if we... If we do pull this off, then all, all bets are off for the rest of the season. It, it is reminiscent of some other past big seasons that UCLA's had. Um, you think about 98 with that incredible offense, but mediocre defense that ended up losing to Miami. Or even 2005 or 2006, like it was the same story. Um, we'll see if history repeats itself by the <laughs> offense letting us down, or sorry, the defense letting us down here and the offense actually... This game's going to be one of the line of scrimmage because that's what it always is with Utah. Uh, they want to they yeah. want to win the line of scrimmage and they want to control the game from there. Our offensive line, they've been great so far. They deserve all the credit and the praise that they're getting right now. This is going to be another beast, and we're going to have to hold up at the point of attack and probably push them back a little bit. If we can push Utah off the ball, 
uh, I'm, I'm going to go so far as to say I think we can win the game. Um, if we can run the ball effectively and sustain drives with our offensive line, uh, and then because DTR, I think, he's playing at such a high level right now to where I would trust him to, to lead us in a game-winning drive or make those critical throws to win the game. If we can hold off Utah at the point of attack, uh, I think that's that's going to be the game right there. Because if Utah gets a draw or they're they're getting to the backfield a little bit, uh, that's going to put too much pressure on our defense. We will see. I think this is um, it's going to be a fun and stressful game. Um, that that is what I will leave you with. I am not making game pred- prediction here. <laughs> not doing it. You know, we we, we do really want to. We always want to win the game, but this one, I mean, it there would just be this sense of legitimacy to it if we were to win this, right? It's like you can you can't say anything about you know we've played bad teams, we have we've done this, and if we were to win this game, we won four straight at the end of last year. We would have won six straight to start this year. At that point, like you have to start saying that things like culture change and you know getting your stamp on the program and all that, like that stuff starts to become true if you can start to win these games. Because the problem with UCLA, I think, is that their ceiling, especially last year and this year, I mean, just we've seen our ceiling is pretty good. I'd say it's at a at a top twenty level. You know, maybe sometimes higher than that, but a top twenty level. That's the ceiling. Our floor has just been way too low, and we got to find a way to raise that floor. Uh, and that's where again games like Utah. When, even if we're not playing well, like what does that look like? Because that's what turns eight-win seasons into ten-win seasons, and that's what turns nine-win seasons into conference championships. Our floor has always just been way too low, and if we win this game, I think it would go a long way to say, hey, like we can sustain this throughout this season. It it would be a true turning-the-corner moment for this program, I think. I, I Setting aside recruiting and all that, I do think that you know, going on this type of run will improve those things as well. But this would really be that kind of kind of game. And I know we talked about like Utah being kind of that moment, but this this would actually, I think, be that kind of catalyst um, and, and to rec- potentially actually. And recruiting, I mean, the style that Chip Kelly always set up was you know UCLA kind of recruits itself, right? It, it just can't be so bad that like no one wants to come here. If we start winning games, like you don't really have to recruit that much to, to recruit at a top 20 level, I would say, right? So you start winning games, like that's, I think, when you start to see recruiting pick up and you start to, you know, get some of the, that long-term stuff going. Uh, but it starts with you got to win. <laughs> and, and oh, yeah. right? And, and UCLA has gone on a bit of a run, finally beaten what we think is a good team. You start to beat elite teams, that's when, you know, all the rest of the stuff starts to open up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I will. I will be making the trek to the Rose Bowl this weekend, so I'm excited to national TV. My national TV on Fox. Twelve thirty. Not a horrible, horrible kickoff. Um, it will be warm. Will be warm. So that is a that'll be a factor. I think it's going to be in the nineties, but. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hyped, man. This is the first time I feel like I've, I've been, uh, uh, invested in this program again in a very long time. We can't wait. And I think a lot of people will be invested if they win a lot more. 
We absolutely cannot wait. Um, cool. Anything else? Um, nothing crazy going on with basketball. We're still waiting on. Right uh, we're still waiting on Ege Demir uh, to get admitted. We're still waiting on that. Um, you know, there's Ron Holland is still in play. It sounds like Collier probably not. Uh, I think Nwoko is supposed to announce today, but I don't think he's going to be coming to UCLA. Um, it looks like we which won't. we said that we want uh, international big Demir. there, right? And that kind of takes yeah. away a spot, so that makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, other than that, I think um, I think we're, we're good, and we're just looking forward to Saturday, and hopefully we come to you next week uh, <laughs> even more excited than, than we have been. Yeah, I mean, I hope next week we're sitting here talking about what does UCLA have to do to win the conference uh, from here on out? Uh, that would be a great conversation to have. I want to see us go out there and play well. And uh, obviously there, there's there's no moral victories in any of that, but I want us to play well. I want this to feel like there's something actually coming here. Because, uh, again, we, we want this to go well. We really do. We don't we, we don't like coming here and, and talking bad about everything that's going on. So I really hope next next week's a fun conversation. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, with that, um, enjoy the game on Saturday, and um, we will see you guys next week, and go Bruins. Go Bruins.